Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is the Strong Christian Female Podcast, and we are going to get started right away. Um, I just wanted everyone to know that the last thing we talked about was put into two parts, but today is just one part. In fact, I'm probably going to go back to that. I was trying the two-part thing. I like it. We can get more meaty, but I find that a lot of people just skip the second part, and even though I totally get it, uh, I think they go hand in hand. Today, I'm actually not doing a formal reading. I do have notes. I have an outline, so don't worry. I am prepared, but I really wanted to talk about something that is so prevalent in our in our church. It has been for a very, very long time, pretty much 2000 years. It's this idea of following rules versus understanding that it's not about the rules. Creating rules to follow is what is known as religion. And even though they may come out of a good place, even scripturally based, it does not guarantee you a relationship with God. That's not how this works. The Bible says, but for the grace of God, you know, we don't have access to the Lord. We, we simply don't. So we can't fool ourselves into thinking that if we don't, if we do follow rules, rather, that we know him. There was a youth group meeting this last week for my kids. And we live in a place where, you know, we're not church hoppers, but there's just not a lot of churches, if any, really, that are close to us that seek the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit freaks people out. I mean, it freaks them out. And I I get it. I mean, in the sense that it's like, hey, I understand things get a little weird when the Holy Spirit shows up or different people who are perhaps not your cup of tea are drawn to that. And so in order to avoid what you might consider the fringe, you throw it all out and you just go somewhere that's stoic and serious. I'm not one of those people. I would much rather navigate the waters and not try to judge everyone's heart because uh, that's not my job and really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and live sort of on the edge and maybe maybe see people who make error and come back and apologize and say, gosh, you know, I was really trying to take a step of faith there. And I realize now the Lord has dealt with me that I misstepped and I, I apologize. I misunderstood. I'd much rather live in that space, that risk-taking space, as my words, than the control space. It has become just rules and boundaries. And what I want to talk about within that space is the kids really start to learn that there's a bunch of rules they have to follow in order to know God, or a bunch of rules they have to follow in order to be considered a Christian, or a bunch of rules they have to follow to die and go to heaven. And that's not what the word says at all. So I was sitting in this this youth group meeting, and something about it just bothered me. It just bothered me. Number one, the opportunity was lost on these kids to understand sin. The, the topic was how sin separates us from God, which is absolutely true. But the takeaway was that, hey, if you do sinful things, you're going to feel bad and you're going to distance yourself from other people. Don't do sinful things. 
it, you'll feel bad. I knew the heart of the person and the heart of the person was, was, was wonderful. So, so let me say that they were being absolutely wonderful in the sense that they love the Lord, they follow the Lord. And I certainly don't want to challenge that, but it was so not the whole truth. And in honesty, unintentionally, completely unintentionally, it's pretty self-serving to say that if you don't follow the rules, you're gonna feel sad. If you don't follow, it's all about you. And I'm like, uh, it's kind of the opposite perspective I think we should be having on sin. It separates us from God. It separates us from, from Yahweh. So church will say, stay away from sin, right? It hurts you. It distances you from others. Don't do it. Follow the rules, right? In fact, that's a big misunderstanding of what God talks about in the Old Testament. I actually woke up and listened to a sermon this morning and it, and it was like, yes, thank you. You filled in some blanks that I didn't have specificity to. You know, we tell people, you know, stay away from sin. It hurts you. It distances you from others. And there is a word for that in the Old Testament. And, and according to the sermon, it's Nazir or Nazir, uh, similar to Nazarite, right? The Nazarites were people who separated themselves as unto the Lord and made a vow unto God. They consecrated themselves unto God. And they did. They had a very, you know, specific list of things they had to do. Things they only, certain things could they eat, only certain times, you know, they couldn't get their hair. There's a lot of things that went into being a Nazarite. The challenge with that is when God talks about being with him and boundaries he's established for us, he doesn't really use that word. He uses different words. See, my takeaway from sitting in this middle school meeting was, but you're missing the point of why not to sin. You're saying, follow these rules so you don't feel sad. Follow these rules so you don't have a harder life. Follow these rules that you don't separate from other people. Follow the rules. But the rules don't even get you closer to God. See, there's no guarantee that if you follow these rules, you're holy. There's no guarantee that you have a relationship with God. You're just following rules and there's rules for everything and who's to make these rules and who bends these rules and who adds on to these rules and who takes away from these rules. So it was just so much of a lesser than truth, even though there's truth in that. So going back to this idea of na- Nazar, I'm so sorry, this is a new word for me. So it means to separate yourself from sin and stop doing that. Don't do that. It's a don't command. Don't do these things. You are God's subject. Don't do these things. Okay, well, but in God's word, and it, and it is in the, the word of God, and it is it is not a bad thing. However, if your motivation is Nazar to follow these rules, it brings you no closer to the Lord. It might give you a healthy life. It might have you give you a blessed life. It might give you a life where you're not worried about things, but it's his presence we're to seek, not his rules. See, when you make sin all about rules, you're seeking the fulfillment of obeying the rules rather than seeking the presence of the Lord. And what God says is come to me, draw close to me, set yourself apart from the world so that you can be with me. It is an action of drawing close. It is not an action of don't do that. It is, is as I was listening this morning, he was saying it is a do not a don't. Do draw close to me. Do spend time with me. And God is going to meet you there through the Holy Spirit. I mean, why would we not want to draw close to God? So there's two words in the Bible that are far more used than the Nazar word. The Nazar word is about, you know, the rules again, separating yourself from sin. But the Nazar, or the, again, it's a new word for me, but the Nazar, the don't do these things, no, that's a, that springs naturally from your heart when you draw close to the Lord. 
The first thing you're to do is draw close to the Lord and his holiness, recognize his holiness. It will draw you to repentance. It will want you to praise him, to love him, to see things differently. It will, it will tell you, God will guide you your steps as to what not to do when you draw close to him. The do not do these things will come naturally out of the do, out of the drawing close to him. Okay, so there's Kadesh and Kodesh. These are the two words that are most used when it's talking about being with the Lord. So Kadesh means draw close to me, draw close to the Lord. So you set yourself apart from the world so that you can draw close to the Lord because you can't enter into the presence of the Lord if you're covered in sin, right? And if you do, he's going to convict you of that in a loving way and you're going to want to repent of your sin. See, the want, the, the following the rules doesn't breed repentance. Have you ever met a bunch of people that just like they grew up confessing their sin and then they just go sin more? There's no repentance in that. Repentance means to turn 180 degrees around, to turn and go the other way. They're not turning and going the other way. They're simply just, you know, following the rules, going to confession, then doing it all over again. There is no heart relationship. The other word is Kodesh. Kodesh is actually what the word holy is often replaced with. So Kodesh means separated unto God. Okay, it has a relationship to it. Holiness is not brought upon by following rules. Holiness is brought by being separated unto God. Separate yourself and spend time with God. Holiness comes from separating yourself and spending time with God in worship, devotion, in in prayer. And you want to spend more time with him. You guys, when you look at reading the word and praising and singing songs as spending time with the Lord, rather than this chore you have to do because it's on this list of rules. And you're like, oh my gosh, when I read the word, I'm spending time with God. Oh my gosh, when I sing songs, I get to spend time with God. When I journal, I'm not a journaler. I spend time with God. I'm spending time with the Lord when I talk to him in my car. I'm spending time with God when I'm worshiping him in my car. You don't have to have the radio on to worship the Lord to sing. Sing a new song. Sing your own thing nobody's ever going to hear. It's amazing what happens when we flip the script. And instead of saying, don't do this and don't do that and stop doing this and don't do that and don't do this and don't, you enter into this freedom of, I don't want to do those things because it will keep me from the Lord. I want to be with the Lord. So I want to separate myself unto him. I want to be with him. I do want to be these things. So I don't do those things because it keeps me from God. See, see, there's the word Kadesh is often mistranslated as consecrate, which is follow this set of rules. But really what it means is to draw close to the Lord. And those aren't the same thing. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you love the Lord, if you follow his ways, if you want to be with him, you're going to naturally follow the boundaries that God has set for you and live within those boundaries. You're going to naturally turn away from sin. It will disgust you. You're like, Ugh, why would I trade being with God for that? Why would I trade knowing the Holy Spirit for that? Why would I trade getting words of knowledge, being in his presence, being used of him, being able to walk into a room with other believers and feel the presence of the Holy Spirit for that? It's such a cheap counterfeit. It's so cheap. But when we're teaching kids like, hey, this is the rules. You should only do this. Don't do that. They don't understand. We're teaching them from a vantage point that is legalistic and religious rather than from the vantage point of relationship. And we need to stop. And in fact, in our own lives, maybe we're doing that. Maybe you're even listening to this going, 
I've only all my life been given rules. I don't know how to have a relationship with Jesus. Well, we're going to get into that here in a little bit, but let's finish up kind of this basis here. So in Joshua 3, 5, in Joel 2, 15, I could go through the whole Bible here, telling you times where the word Kadesh, that idea of draw close to me is used. They were asking the Israelites to draw close to him. God was saying, tell the people, draw close to me, draw close to me. Do not speak utterances that are not of me, but draw close to me. He will handle things when you draw close to him. And the thing is, is if you're in this envelope of the Lord's presence and you want to draw close to him, you will not be tempted to leave. It will be so your comfort zone that you will feel when you've left the presence of the Lord and you won't like it. You're going to be like, I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to do these things because drawing close to God is what creates intimacy. It's what creates restoration. It's what unites us as believers. It's what makes us sane right now in this crazy world. And he wants our hearts. He does not want our works. It is not by works that we enter the kingdom of heaven. It is by relationship, knowing him, desiring to know him, acknowledging that Jesus is the son of God, wanting to follow him. And we overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate it. Like, God, what am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to act? And what tone of voice should I use? And should I use this and not that? And just draw close to him, be with him. He will guide you from there. Because again, That rules, those boundaries, those things that we want to keep us away from sin, to distance ourselves from the sin of the world and draw us close to the Lord. That is a natural fruit of what it means when we draw close to God, whether it's in our car or whatever. It's it's a natural fruit. Wanting to be with people, wanting to love people is a natural fruit. Being more patient with your kids is a natural fruit of drawing close to him. But we have made so many ways around it that it's really difficult sometimes for us or our kids to understand. And when we go to explain it to people, starting with rules is the opposite we should start with. We need to start with relationship and say, listen, your life is about to change for the good forever. But I'm here to tell you, it starts by drawing close to God. We draw close to God by getting into his word. We do that through singing songs. And then God is going to start convicting your heart of what to do and what not to do. Do not overcomplicate this thing. And I think right now some of us are overcomplicating this thing. Or we're making excuses not to draw close to him not to be with him. And some of those excuses are valid. We have a lot on our plate. You know what? Clear some stuff off your plate. And yes, he's with us wherever we go. And that's true, but it's such a cheap excuse. It's such a cheap excuse to not get in his word, to not be with him, to never worship him by saying, well, he's always with me. He knows my thoughts. Come on. We all are growing up here. That's immature. And there are seasons of that maybe, but but not, not a whole, not even a whole day should go by before you're like, Lord, I want to be with you. Even if it's 15 minutes, I want to be with you. There's actually a show that I got some of these words from, which was wonderful, called Give Him 15. It's just 15 minutes. And maybe you don't want someone to be talking at you for 15 minutes. Although I am glad you're here. But I get it too. Maybe this is your 15 minutes. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being with me. I mean, if you are like, I don't even know where to start. I'm a little overwhelmed. Man, this podcast, I'm honored truly honored that I could be your time with the Lord. But I'm hoping I'm your time to want to to listen as a community, get excited about spending even more time with the Lord. And that we're like, yeah, I do want these things. I am going to read that in the word. I'm going to see where these scriptures come from. She went through a lot of scriptures. I want to write some of those down and go through that. I'm hoping that this is just a springboard to draw you close to the Lord. 
We need him to define us, to define our place in history, to tell us what to do today, to be with just so that we don't, you know, some people really struggle with their temper when it comes to their kids. I, I'm not saying I've never, my temper's ne- never flared up, but I don't struggle with that as much as I think other people do. I really don't. And, and it's because I know words are valuable. God's going to give you the valuable words to give to your children rather than the, than the destructive ones. He's going to calm you down. Spending time in worship, spending time with the Prince of Peace will bring you peace. He is going to calm your fears. He's going to tell you to turn things off. Hey, stop listening to this. Stop reading this. Stop doing this. And he is going to honor you through your desire for obedience. And he will meet you as you draw close to him. And once again, there's some sort of chickadee just thwacking away um, on my 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 room. <laughs> I hope you find that delightful and not super annoying. So so I am aware of the tick 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 ticking. If you're hearing that in your ear, it's a bird. Uh he's trying to make a nest in my house and he can't. So um I might be giving that warning for the next few weeks because I think they're nest they're nesting mode right now and feed their babies mode. So back to where we were. Let's go throughout the day flipping the script on this whole thing. We're going to flip the script. We're going to seek only relationship. We're going to draw close to the Lord. We are not going to look for our set of rules. And if we didn't follow the rules, we're going to instead exchange that for the reality of draw close to me, come close to me, set yourself apart from the world so that you can be close to me. I want to be with you is the message you should take away from this from God. God wants to be with you. He likes you. He made you. And you know what? He's going to start peeling off the more you're with him, the lies of the world of who you or what you've placed your identity in and the true thing he's made you to be. And for some of you, that is going to be hard. And for some of you, that is going to be wonderful. But I'm here to tell you only the Lord God knows who he created you to be. And I guarantee you, it's not exactly who you may think. He didn't create you to be impatient or worried or fearful or controlling or angry. He didn't create you to be so hyper competitive that you squish people out of your lives or bombastic or prideful. He didn't make you to be any of those things. That's what the world puts on us and our insecurities put on us. But make no mistake, he has chosen you from the dawn of time to be created just as you are with the gifts he placed in you with everything he wants you to be for this time in history. But we won't fully understand that unless we draw close to him. We have got to kick off this idea of rules and start embracing the idea of intimacy. And if you haven't started teaching this to your kids or any kid in your life or your friends or your maybe your Bible study group or man, if your pastor isn't teaching this for the love, please get with him. And some people come out of such stoic religious backgrounds that when they realize they can have a relationship with Jesus and they just know that reality, they sort of stop. They're like, this is wonderful. When I pray, I know he hears me. When he, when I do this, I know he's with me. And that's true. But part of relationship is letting him talk back, letting the Holy Spirit convict your heart, giving you dreams, having you walk out the, in this world with him talking to you and you hearing it and you responding, the Holy Spirit nudging your heart to do or don't do things. He's going to give you more do than don't do. I'm here to tell you that. Like, yes, there are things he's going to probably tell you to stop. And it, and it may be a journey in the sense of like health. I don't mean like sin, like blatant sin. I mean like health, a health journey. But there's going to be far more do than don't. Do this for me. Do this. Do spend time with me. Do get in my word. Do send so-and-so a card. Do pray for this person. Do contend for your for your nation. Do fast. 
He's going to give you a lot of do. And we need to stop looking at the don'ts and start focusing on the do's. And as we do draw close to him and do the things he's asking us to do, the don'ts are just easy. Like, You'll just never want to go back to that. It's such a waste of time. It's such a waste of your time. No matter what it is, gossip, watching shows, being addicted to things, being addicted to your phone. I get all of what I'm saying out loud because I've been there and I understand it. I'm not condemning, but I'm telling you, there is no condemnation in those that love Jesus Christ because he's drawing all of that out. He loves you, but he will draw out in you what he has placed in you that maybe you don't even know is there. But we've got to draw close to him to know those things. So today, do draw close to the Lord. Do focus on what he's asking you to do. And if we do that, I guarantee you, he is going to start meeting you with dreams, with songs, with revelations, with these moments of discovery that you didn't recognize before, with you seeing your kids or your spouse or your friends or your loved ones in the way that God sees them, it's going to rock your world. So we are going to do that this week. Let's pray. God, we want to be holy, but we only become holy when we separate ourselves unto you through worship, devotion, and spending time in relationship with you. Holiness is not a set of rules, and following a set of rules does not get us into the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't, nor does it necessarily bring us closer to you. We don't want religion like the Pharisees and the Sadducees had, we want relationship like Jesus Christ introduced to us. And through that relationship, we will seek what you want for every area of our life and we will not turn back. And we will teach this to our children. We will worship with them, pray with them, read books to them, clap with them, dance with them. Kids love to dance, God. And some of us, we it's uncomfortable for us to dance when we worship. But that's not what that's not what you've told us. It's just somewhere we've picked that up. So let us peel away the burdens sometimes that we've picked up or the don't do this that we've picked up that aren't from you. And let us embrace all the things you tell us to do. God, we open our schedule to you, whether we're driving down the street, walking our dog, going for groceries. We open the eyes of our hearts to the people around us. And we ask you to be with us more and more and more as we want to be with you more and more and more in every area of our life, Jesus. And we invite you in. We want you to have intimacy with us in every area. Our finances, our marriage, our attitude adjustments we need to make, our work, our dreams. We invite you in 100% of our whole lives because you said you want it all. So we want you to have it all. Thank you, God, for this beautiful day. We continue to pray for our country as it is going through a tumultuous time. But God, we know you've got this. You are doing something. You are shaking old foundations that were not of you off of our country, out of our churches, and out of our lives. And even though it can feel rocky and shaky, we will know that in the end, you got this. And because of that, we do not fear. Thank you, God, for our families, even those that don't know Jesus. We pray for them more and more and more. Lead them back to you, God, into this beautiful intimacy we're talking about today, personal relationship. And for those that are hard for us to love, God, help us see them the way you see them. And even if it's just cards and letters and emails, let us be a part of their lives because we may be the only person that knows Jesus that also knows them. Father, we, we ask for you to be with us this week as we choose to draw close to you in that step of faith, God, meet us there. And even if it weirds us out a little bit, makes us uncomfortable, we want it. 
We want all of it. We want the Holy Spirit in our lives every second of the day. We want you in our lives every second of the day in Jesus' name. And God, we ask that if we do sin, whether we lose our temper or say something inappropriate, God, we are quick to repent and turn and not do it again. And we repent to those around us maybe that we caused pain, whether it's our kids or our spouse or our friends or our roommates. We admit when we've done something wrong and we remain pliable, Lord. We want to be pliable unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies, have a great week. I want you to just go throughout the day rejoicing that you get to be in the presence of the Lord. And as you draw near to him, he will meet you there. See you next week. 